The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the legendary Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Check us out when you're in Chicago or online at www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. Every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for our live stream. Or, again, if you're in Chicago, stop by our building and come and worship with us on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We call our Wednesday evening service Bible 365 because we're going from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation in one year, doing the many of the major narratives and interpreting them metaphysically and giving the practical application of the story. Uh, we're still in the midst of a series called Genesis, the Creative Process, which is a s- series taking the f- seven days of creation found in the first chapter of Genesis and explaining them metaphysically to show how an idea comes into manifestation. That's why it's called the creative process. What we're learning is that each day represents some type of quality of mind that allows us to take an idea from its inception and bring it into manifestation or demonstrate it in our experience. Today we'll be talking about realization, and this is a big day because in the midst of this step, we're also talking about uh, humanity being made in the image and likeness of God and what that actually means. So we're going to cover a lot of material today. I do still want to hear from you, so if you have any questions or comments, please make sure that you do call in. Uh, Let me give you the number early today, 888-558-6489. Again, 888-558-6489. Now, let me read the scripture to you because, again, we're on the sixth day of creation, and we've covered a lot of steps so far. Um. Starting with Genesis chapter 1, verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind, 
and it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. So God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life. I have given every green plant for food and it was so God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Now, that was a lot of stuff that's being done in one day. And I would like to remind you yet again, even though I've said it several times, but just in case if someone's listening to this story, me teaches this story or this interpretation of the first chapter of Genesis for the very first time, please be reminded. That this story is an allegory. What does that mean? An allegory is a story told in symbol to depict a spiritual truth. So what we're reading is not literal history. I will repeat. It is not literal history. We're not. I'm not proposing that God literally created the earth or the universe in seven days. Uh, what I am attempting to teach is how these seven days can teach us how to bring ideas into manifestation. Now, so as we're talking about this story, it's easy to get caught up in the, in the, in the, you know, the, the nuances of the story and try to prove that this is real and this isn't real, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not coming from that point of view. I'm coming strictly from the point of view that says metaphysically, Beyond the surface literal interpretation, there are principles that that are latent in the text that when we pull them up and out will give us an opportunity if we utilize them to demonstrate this healthy, happy and prosperous life that we talk about. Now, back to the story. Now, one of the things that this story talks about as far as the steps are concerned is realization. If we start at the beginning, we had illumination, let there be light. Then we had faith, which was let there be firmament or dome in the midst of the waters to separate the waters from the waters. Then we had imagination, which is let dry land appear. Then we had will and, uh, uh, will and understanding. That's the moon and the sun. Then we had discrimination um, uh, last week. Now we're dealing with realization because after you've done all of those steps, you have to have the realization of the idea and the realization has to come together as the thinking and the feeling. Now, 
realization, according to Charles Fillmore in The Revealing Word, is the deep inner conviction and assurance of the fulfillment of an ideal. It means at one minute, completion, perfection, wholeness, repose, resting in God. It is the dawning of truth in consciousness. When realization takes place, one abides in the light of God mind. It is the inner conviction that prayer has been answered, although there is as yet no outer manifestation. I want to read that last sentence again. It is the inner conviction that prayer has been answered, although there is as yet no outer manifestation. He goes on to say, it is the supreme realization or the supreme realization is unity with God mind, complete oneness with the Christ consciousness. In other words, we all have different realizations in our life, but the supreme realization is the awareness of our oneness with God, or he's using the the term Christ consciousness. This highest realization, he goes on to say, is taking place more widely today among men than in any time in all history. Jesus fully attained this supreme realization. So we have to be aware that we have to have a realization of what has been revealed by the light. In class, many times I'll um, I'll um, put a little formula on, on the board that I just kind of made up. And I write revelation plus realization equals manifestation. Revelation plus realization equals manifestation. Now, what does that mean? A revelation is an unveiling, a disclosure of truth, making known that which is hidden. So many times we have a revelation, spirit imparts the vision, the dream, the goal, the opportunity. But we don't have the realization yet. And we think that we go from revelation to demonstration or revelation to manifestation. No, 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 no. You go from revelation to realization because until it is real, to you, you can't have it. It has to be real to you. Again, as Fillmore said, it's the inner conviction. So realization is when your thinking and feeling come together on a thing. And if you think one way and feel another way, that's not realization. If you think one way, you might understand something intellectually, theoretically. But without the feeling nature uh, accepting it, then uh, you can feel another way. In other words, you know that it's not best for you to feel a particular way intellectually, but you allow your feelings to go in a different direction. That will determine what you demonstrate in your life, whether that has to do with your money or it has to do with your relationships or it has to do with your health or it has to do with your peace of mind or your career or your job or your family or your friends. Thinking one way and feeling another way. Because we have allowed ourselves to run rampant or we feel as though we should do something, 
but we don't have the willpower to go forward and do it. That's why as a part of these steps, before you get to this realization step, you work with things like faith. That's why you work with your imagination. That's why you work with your uh, will and understanding. That's why you work with discrimination, which is really a form of wisdom. So when you get to the point of by doing it this way, when you have the realization, it's complete. There's really nothing else left to do other than rest. And I don't mean nothing else to do physically. You still might have to do some physical things. But the work and consciousness has been done. So when I talk about next week, when you listen to that show about rest and the Sabbath, you're, it's, the Sabbath can only come after the realization. Are you resting in the consciousness? Are you resting in the awareness that it is already done? The founder of Christ Universal Temple, uh, uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, used to always say when she was active in ministry, God has already done all there is to do. And that was such a powerful statement. God has already done all there is to do. And she would say it over and over, and it would come up in lesson after lesson after lesson. God has already done all there is to do. In other words, everything is available until I have the revelation that it's available and the realization that what is available is for me and I can have it now, then I can't manifest that. God has already done all there is to do. And I know the, the intellectual mind will say, well, what about the violence in the world? What about the discord? What about the inharmony? What about the drama? What about the trauma? What about abuse? What about the kids? Et cetera, et cetera. That's on us. Just because God has already done all there is to do does not mean that we partake of what already is. There can never be more love than it is right now. They can always be more expressed love. There can never be more wisdom than there is right now, but it can always be more expressed wisdom. There can never be more understanding than there is right now, but we can always express more understanding. But it already is. There can never be more supply than it is right now, but we always have the opportunity to express more supply or abundance. But God has already done all there is to do. And we can really get that we don't have to ask God to give us our good. It's already done. <laughs> I remember Johnny, as we lovingly call Reverend Coleman, but Johnny would say, it has your name on it. And nobody can take it because it has your name on it, waiting for you to claim it. Waiting for you to claim it. My good has my name on it. Now, what name is that? That name is I am. That name is the Christ. So you have to know that you are the I am, individualized. And when you know that, then your good with your name on it then becomes your demonstration or manifestation. Now, what do I mean by manifestation? That means 
the materialization of a truth idea, the coming forth and visibility of that which has been affirmed, the appearance of an idea. So when 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 we say manifestation, we mean we mean that it shows up in your life world and affairs or demonstration, the proving of a truth principle in one's body or affairs. Now I wouldn't even say a truth principle. It, a, a demonstration is when you think it and you feel it, it shows up. It's just a manifestation of whatever is being held in consciousness. So what this verse is trying to let us know that because we're created in the image and likeness of God, we have mastery, dominion, and authority over the creation. And according to Fillmore, we demonstrate mastery and dominion by persistently thinking thoughts of power and strength in the absolute principle of truth. And through the I am, establishing them in our own consciousness. What does that mean? We have to know who we are and we have to think thoughts, speak the word, and act consistently with the truth of who we are. That lines us up with the power. You can have the most powerful train in the world, but if it's not lined up on the tracks properly, it can't go anywhere. We have to have alignment. Alignment with truth. Now, I have more to say, but I want to make sure that you are reminded that you can call in and ask questions if or make a comment if need be. You can call in to 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. And I also want to remind you that Unity Online Radio is having a cruise or going on a cruise or or uh, having a teacher, student, listener cruise, however you want to say it, on November 10th through the 17th. You can click on the site. It should be a link right there, or you can log on to www.unity.fm forward slash cruise or call 800-828-4813 to get information. Let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. And uh, also... Scroll down and take a look on the page once you go to the link and see what the other teachers, because it has many of the teachers that are on the cruise, uh, excuse me, that are on this radio station that will be teaching on the cruise. I'll be teaching New Thought, Jesus, and You, which will be talking about uh, New Thought Christian alternatives to traditional Christian doctrines like the Second Coming and Communion and, you know, Baptism and things like that. It should be really, really, really uh, powerful. You don't want to miss it. And just remember that you can bless yourself with this experience because you're worth it. You're worthy of the best. And you can bless your own self and make sure that you have all that you need to take care of the business you are desiring to take care of. Give me a call and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. 
you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you like to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're talking about the sixth step in the creative process, the Genesis creative process, and we've been talking about realization, and I want to really focus now on the realization of what it means to be the image and likeness of God. Um, Again, reading the part of the scripture when he mentions or excuse me where as God is the character or Elohim in Hebrew says let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness many people wonder well, what does that mean some people think it means the trinity um, et cetera, et cetera. you know God talking to angels and all that again let's not take this literally when the person was writing this story the uh, priestly writers uh they were using what some people call the plural of majesty when a emperor or a king or someone who is royal, some people call it the royal we, use the term we in describing themselves because they represent a nation or a kingdom. So, you know, the Queen of England might say, you know, you know, we, etc., but she really means I. So this is the way this was written, you know, God being used uh, to speak as we metaphysically 
it represents the qualities of God, God's life, God's love, God's power, God's wisdom, God's substance. We're created in the image and likeness of those qualities. So I want to make sure that you don't get caught up in the in the terminology. Now, according to the scripture, it says that we're made in the image and likeness of God. And what does that mean? I want you to, um, if you have the book late, sometime later, read the chapter, Where is the Christ in New Thought Christian by William Warch. New Thought Christian by William Warch, W-A-R-C-H. Um, we teach this uh, in our classes. Now, according to the book, uh, uh, and it's a really, really powerful book, I would highly recommend it. He says, the Christ within is your true essence. All the rest of you is a container with a personality. He says, as people, we often fall in love with each other's personalities and physical bodies and miss the Christ essence entirely. Now, he goes on to say, on, uh, and I have a newer book, so the the pages of this book are different than the original version because I'm reading right now from page 15 in the new book, but I know the page is different in the original. He says that the only begotten son of God is the Christ idea in you. The concept of Christ is a universal idea that connects our soul with God, much like a parent and child. The real you is your personal awareness of yourself as God. It is at this personal level that you experience God as deep emotion and thought, even though God is energy, intelligence seems impersonal in concept. Your personal contact with God is a warm, loving experience. This is why so many people love Jesus. They actually see the Christ in him and experience God through him as well as themselves. The brighter your Christ light shines through your personality and body, the more loved you will be. People will see that the Christ resides in you. It is the goal of the New Thought Christian to help others realize that the Christ lives through them as well. Then they will see that the perfect idea of God in them is the only begotten son. The only begotten son of God lives in every human being in the world. The idea of God lives in every human being human being in the world everyone is an heir to god whether they are aware of it or not now think about that you can be completely clueless of what's actually going on and it doesn't change the truth about you that you as the image and likeness of god is the christ idea or the i am he goes on to say uh, and this is also powerful. Very, very powerful. It says, it takes courage and great awareness to say, I am the Christ. This is the I am of you. This is the realization that there is no separation between you and God. Now, sometimes people have a very difficult time affirming statements like that. It's because we don't believe that we have divinity within us or we're divine in and of ourselves. So we think that something is wrong with us because we think that what we have currently expressed is the totality of who we are. And that's just not accurate. 
we have to affirm it or we can never live it. We can never be it. Uh, Eric Butterworth says it very well in Discover the Power Within You. And on page 44, he's, he wrote, we need to get this idea into our consciousness that man made in the image and likeness of God is no mere figure of speech. It is a practical fact, a dynamic truth. When the people sought to stone Jesus for saying that God was his father, John 1034, he replied by quoting Psalm 82. I have said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. And he added the scripture cannot be broken. He was saying, in effect, I am only saying of myself what your own law says of you. I don't set myself forth as an exception, but as an example of what the nature of man really is. Then he quotes Charles Fillmore in his book. And Mr. Fillmore wrote, what Jesus did, we all can do. And it is fair to say that his is the normal standard for every individual and that every other expression of life is abnormal, the result of insufficient Christ elements. We need not look for another in whom to witness the Christ as John the Baptist, but we must look for Christ in ourselves, precisely as the man Jesus found the Christ in himself. Now, he goes on to say on page 45, Christ is not a person, but a principle. Christ is a level of particularization of God into man a focal point through which all the attributes of God are projected into livingness. When Paul says Christ in you, your hope of glory, he isn't referring to Jesus. Jesus discovered the Christ principle within himself, but he revealed it as a principle that evolved all humanity by revealing the new dimension of divinity. Christ in you is your hope of glory, for it is that of you that is of God and is God being projected into visibility as you. Christ in you is your own spiritual unity with the infinite, the key to your health and excess. One last thing from this book, Discover the Power Within You, page 50. He says, what is an acorn? It is an oak tree in the making. What is an egg? It is the first stage of a, of a performance that will lead to a bird. What is man? A man is what he can be. And what is that? Only spiritual perception can tell. Answer the question from the flesh and blood level and you will define man as being limited to only what to only one part of the eternal performance. But spiritual insight reveals man to be the Christ, the son of the living God. So you start to work with these concepts. What you'll discover is that as you study all of the great masters and teachers, they came to show folks that this is what it looks like when you awaken to who you really are, you awaken to power, you awaken to love, you awaken to new levels of spiritual understanding. See, but we consider it theory. But when what we call tragic things happen in the world, 
we rally around lovingly to support people because inwardly and in our, our true nature is love. So when we see situations and circumstances that happen like over, over the past weekend or uh, last week um, in, in Colorado, when people start to rally around a community and show love is because even though we try to hide it with our own personal likes and dislikes, prejudices, biases, etc., at our true nature, at our true essence, the le- or the level of our true essence, we're spirit, we're love, we're peace, we're joy, and it's waiting to be brought forth again. God has already done all there is to do. H.M. Lee Cady says in Lessons in Truth on page 20 that one drop of water taken from the ocean is just as, as perfect ocean water as the whole great body. The elements of water are exactly the same and they are combined in precisely the same ratio or perfect relation to each other. Whether we consider one drop, a pailful, a barrelful, or the entire ocean out of which the lesser quantities are taken, each is complete in itself. They differ only in quantity or degree. Each contains the whole, and yet no one would make the mistake of supposing from this statement that each drop is the entire ocean. So we say that each individual manifestation of God contains the whole. Not for a moment, meaning that each individual is God in his entirety, so to speak, but that each is God come forth, shall I say, in different quantity or degree. Man or humanity is the last and highest manifestation of divine energy, the fullest and most complete expression or pressing out of God. To man, therefore, is given dominion over all other manifestations. So when you read in this scripture about the, the you know, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the cattle, the, 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 the uh, seeds and the plants and all that, all those things represent inner qualities, thoughts, beliefs, uh, ideas that multiply, ideas of strength and power like cattle. Uh, lofty, liberated thoughts like birds, even the creepy things, sensations that sometimes we think we don't have control over. We even have control over the creeping things or those feelings that if we don't grab a hold of them can lead us down uh, roads that maybe may not be for our highest good. Sensation is good, but sensation must be governed by wisdom. When it's not governed by wisdom, it can do its own things. You know, just physically or mentally just wanting a thing just for wanting's sake, sometimes not necessarily thinking if it's what's best for you can get you in trouble. Sensation can can be the uh, key to addictions. Sensation can be the key to doing things with maybe with uh, our body temples that maybe might not be for our highest good. Sensation can get us in a whole bunch of other things when we get into the mindset of it. Uh, that's I read on a shirt one time. If it feels good till you do it. No. That'll get you in a lot of trouble because that doesn't think about consequence. It doesn't think about cause and effect at all. Anyway, 
So as we start working with this concept of realization, we must realize that we are created in the image and likeness of God. And just like the, that, that wave of water or drop of water has all of the qualities of the ocean. So we have all the qualities of what we call God. That's what it means to be the image likeness of God. And when we have that realization and we know who we are, we can live from that context and living from that context gives us power. See, Jesus lived from the context of, of I'm the son of God or I am an expression of God or I'm a spiritual being. Therefore, it gave him power. And he taught illiterate fishermen how to do the same thing where they were able to access power because they didn't think of themselves as people who were uh, Jewish people uh, uh, who lived in the peasant class and the uh, Jewish nation was occupied or Jewish people rather were occupied by the Roman Empire. They didn't think of themselves like that. Jesus gave them a new way of looking at life. And they started to think about themselves as citizens of the kingdom of God. And because they thought of themselves as citizens of the kingdom of God, they started to act like they were citizens of the kingdom of God. Now, that didn't change any facts. They were still illiterate fishermen from Galilee. And the Jewish people were still on, were still occupied and governed by the Roman Empire. That didn't change any of that. But it gave them power to live differently. And I don't want you to miss that. It gave them power to live differently. It allowed them to, to go forth and proclaim a message that the presence and power of God is still here. Or as Jesus would say in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, repent, change your mind, turn around, doing about face mentally. The kingdom of God is at hand at hand at hand well he actually said the time is fulfilled the kingdom of God is at hand repent the time is fulfilled what does that mean God says now it's your time to be blessed it's your time to be healed it's your time to be prospered it's your time to have peace it's your time to have joy it's your time to live a fulfilled life the time is fulfilled why because the kingdom of God is at hand repent Change your mind. Renew your mind. Turn your mind back to God and believe. That was a, Accept as true. That's what believe means. And believe in this good news. It's good news to know the kingdom of God is at hand or all of the presence and power of God is available to me when I have an awareness of who I am as the Christ, the I am or spiritual man or God's idea of itself, whatever term you want to use, or the, or the Hindu Atman. It doesn't make a difference. Because the Christ is only a, the, the uh, Greek translation of the Hebrew word Messiah, and Messiah means the anointed. So all this is saying is you're anointed by God, and you can live that way. You can live that way. Powerfully and completely. Again, just a reminder. I want to make sure that uh, you really get that this Unity Online Cruise is available for you today. You can call. You can go to the website. Let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. 
and you can even make a deposit. You don't have to pay all of the money right now, but you want to make sure that you get your place on the boat so you can uh, have an experience that will help awaken the presence and power of God within yourselves. Nobody can do that for you, but you can put yourself in experiences through your meditation, through your training, through what you have around you to give yourself the opportunity to have a spiritual awakening or a series of spiritual awakenings. So when we come back, we'll wrap up this current day with Truth Transforms. We'll be right back. ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on shop. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit. Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. We're talking about realization today and what it means in relation to demonstrating an idea or bringing an idea into manifestation. We're covering Genesis, the creative process. And one of the things I haven't covered in detail yet is male and female created he, them. This is talking about in this particular passage, the aspects of wisdom and love being the perfect man of perfect um, uh, ideals that are needed to bring forth harmonious harmonious manifestations what does this mean you know wisdom without love can sometimes be cold and calculating love without wisdom can sometimes be you know i don't want to say foolish but for lack of terms so when we love and we have wisdom we bring forth perfect harmony so love and wisdom helps make sure that every idea that is manifested in our experience will represent 
the goodness and the qualities of God. Now, this also could represent, you know, the thinking and feeling coming together, or conscious and subconscious minds, male and female energies, yin and yang. This is taught many different ways. So when when you look at it from that standpoint of wisdom and love or yin and yang, that f- to bring forth harmonious demonstrations, the soul must be in harmony. And many times the things that show up in our lives will show up adulterated is because the, the idea has been adulterated in consciousness first. And we haven't addressed it with wisdom and love. Okay. If you love is a magnet, it draws your good to you. Love loves for the sake of loving. Wisdom, again, when we start talking about from the fifth day, to be the ability to be able to discriminate or just choose what is right and proper for you. Because wisdom can be intelligence, wisdom can be inspiration, wisdom can be intuition. It functions at many levels. So you always want to make sure that you have that balance of the male and female. We're not talking about at this point two separate beings. We're talking about qualities that are within each individual. Every person, male and female, have male and female created he them within themselves, within their souls. It's the wisdom and love. It's the thinking and feeling. It's the conscious and subconscious. It is these. It could be clarity and conviction, as I talked about with the mental equivalent many shows ago. The idea of it is that you that you realize that it's not one thing in consciousness. You have to have the perfect harmony. Now, I want to come back to um, this realization of being the Christ. And in the book, uh, What Are You? by Amelda Octavia Shanklin. Uh, she writes on page 10, a man who is in a condition of amnesia does not remember his name, his home, his purposes. Temporarily, he is not conscious of his identity. His mind gropes in a fog of forgetfulness. There is a stage of his disorder in which hence probings do not help him. Mental oblivion has locked the man's consciousness upon itself. Spurred by the promptings of his submerged self, urged by the anxiety of eager friends, he struggles to remember who he is. Then someday comes a flicker, then comes a beam, and then the full light of recollection recollection, excuse me, returns. The man has recovered consciousness of his personal identity spiritually what are you you are a soul that has forgotten its divine identity a soul now struggling to remember in the midst of time and in the confusion of experiences that you are the living son of the living God spiritually you are an idea in the mind of God. The idea must be given expression in you. You are the son of God, but not always have you acted the part. If you will live in a full accordance with your divine nature as your present state of preparation makes possible, you will become aware of your true identity. As the victim of amnesia persists in recalling personal identity, 
So you must persist in recalling spiritual identity while you pray, read, meditate, practice spiritual truth, a flicker, then a beam, then the full light of restored consciousness will dawn and you will know yourself. In that knowing, the human estimate in all that it values and in all that it decrees will be supplanted by the divine appraisement. Thou art my son. This day I have begotten thee. So what she is saying is the reason why we have our current experiences is because we're like a person who has amnesia. And just like the person with amnesia doesn't know who they are and can't recall their own qualities, et cetera, et cetera, don't remember their connection to different people and things. We have forgotten that we're spiritual beings, that we're one with God, and that we have dominion over our thoughts and feelings. And because we have dominion over our thoughts and our feelings, we have dominion over our experiences. Now, if we don't know who we are, we can't live from that space. And remember, Reverend Coleman said, your good has your name on it. But if you think that your good says John or Joe or Sarah or Bob or Jenny, then you're mistaken. Your good doesn't have that on it. Your good has I am on it. And you claim you're good by knowing that you are the I am, by knowing that God has already done all there is to do through the realization that there's only one presence and one power in the universe, God, the good omnipotent, the everywhere present spirit of absolute good. And just as a reminder, if you have a metaphysical Bible dictionary, I want you to read page 150. And read the definition as as Christ. Mr. Fillmore says in this definition, Christ is the, the is the divine idea man. Jesus is the name that represents an individual expression of the Christ idea. Moving down somewhat, he says, Christ is the only begotten Son of God, or the one complete idea of perfect man in divine mind. He's talking about you. He is the embodiment of all divine ideas, such as intelligence, life, love, substance, and strength. In the architect's mind, there may be one masterpiece, but that masterpiece is the sum of all the beautiful ideas that have come to his mind. The Christ, or perfect man idea existing eternally in divine mind, is the true, spiritual, higher self of every individual. Each of us has within him the Christ, just as Jesus had, and we must look within to recognize and realize our sonship, our divine origin and birth, even as he did. By continually unifying ourselves with the highest by our thoughts and words, we too shall become sons of God manifest. He goes on to say, the cosmic man or grand man of the universe often referred to by religious mystics, is the Christ, and the Christ is the higher self of man. Moving down, he says, spiritual perception reveals to us that we are not persons, but factors in the cosmic mind. Reveal yourself to yourself by affirming, 
I am the Christ, the son of the living God. Look at yourself, not as flesh and blood, but as spirit. Jesus Christ affirmed his true self and the father acknowledged him. Now, think about that. Jesus affirmed his true self and the father acknowledged him. We can do the same. That realization will help us bring forth the manifestation of all the good ideas that we have dominion over as the complete or the composite of all the divine ideas of God. Now, to wrap it up, realization, realization is what counts. When you realize who and what you are, when you have a realization of the the wisdom and love coming together to bring forth a manifestation, when you realize that you're a spirit and you're coming from power and God has already done all that there is to do, you can stay claim to your good and go forward. Let me remind you again that this show is supported by your donation. So as you have freely received, please freely give. Please go on and check out the Unity Online radio cruise. Check out the link. Go to or log on www.unity.fm forward slash cruise and or call the number that I gave out earlier and let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. Um, also, please also recognize that you can always stop by Christ Universal Temple. Check us out. Check out Reverend Wells um, every Sunday, every Wednesday. I gave the information early on the show. We would love to see you. We would love to see you, and whether that's in person or online. But obviously, we would love to see you in person. Um, also, just as a reminder, I will be speaking at the Panorama of Truth um, uh, conference in Toronto next week at www.ufbo.org. So if you want to get more information about that, you can do that, www dot ufbl dot org and finally as we close this series next week on uh the genesis the creative process go back over and listen to the different downloads hopefully you're saving the downloads putting them on your computer ipad ipod phone or whatever and listen to them mow the grass and listen to them or listen to them while you're cleaning up around the house you don't always have to stop and meditate and contemplate but just allow the ideas to work and saturate in your consciousness it works if you work it uh realize that everybody doesn't have access to this type of information readily so hopefully this is going everywhere that it needs to go so it can bless people so we can transform this world by the renewing of our minds because remember truth transforms But truth transforms when we embody the truth that we are and live from that truth. So I want to thank you again for your dedicated listening, your service to humanity and your love for humanity by willing to wake up to your true identity. Thank you. God bless you. And we'll be with you next week on Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer, or positive intention, can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you. Things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Keys to Freedom, a path to metaphysical recovery, takes an expanded view of the concept of recovery, unifying universal spiritual teachings and the 12-step process in a powerful hour of discussion, process, and transformation. In life, we have challenges that are beyond the realm of simple dependence, divorce, child abuse, unhealthy relationships, eating disorders, teenage bullying, the loss of a loved one, as well as addictions of all kinds. The 12 Keys to Freedom offers a path to wholeness by using a technology developed by Esther Nicholson, an agape spiritual practitioner, educator, world-renowned vocalist, and former addict. Her life story exemplifies the realization of wholeness from conditions of the most challenging kind. 12 Keys to Freedom takes us on a path from powerlessness to empowerment, moving to a realization of our inherent God-given wholeness, no matter who we are, what we have done, or how challenging our life experience has been. Join Esther Nicholson each Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time for 12 Keys to Freedom, a path to metaphysical recovery, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. 
You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.